Hello, and welcome to the 17th edition of Free Speak, a podcast of the Namibia Media Trust, where we discuss all things media. I'm your host, Gwen Lister. It's true to say that journalist unions are necessary for press freedom, because it is only through an independent trade union that journalists will have a collective voice that can speak for them, independent of both government and employers. And finally, a Namibia Journalists Union is on the cards. It's been a long time coming, but it seems there's a newly energized press corps prepared to do the hard work of getting this off the ground. The group have formed a working committee, have already registered the Media Professionals Union of Namibia, MPUN, and have come up with a draft constitution, which I understand is still a work, a work in progress. I'll be talking about this, as well as the aims and objectives of the union, with the chairperson of the working group, Jemima Birkus, who is a journalist at The Sun newspaper, and Kelvin Chiringa, who is a member of the working group and also a presenter at Eagle FM. Welcome to you both, and thanks for joining this discussion. Thank you for having us, Gwen. Thank you so much, Gwen, for this opportunity. We do appreciate it. Good. I look forward to our quick chat here. Um, First of all, maybe a question for both of you. How challenging has it been to do the groundwork for the formation of this union and coordinate and with fellow journalists across the spectrum, especially in this time of COVID? I presume that most of your discussions have taken place remotely, which is surely no easy task. Jemima, would you like to start? Yeah, yeah, certainly, Gwen. Uh, we certainly could not meet as regularly as we had hoped because of these COVID-19 um, limitations. Right. Um, but because we realized the urgency of this initiative, we pushed as much as we could. This means we often had our meetings virtually and um, through our WhatsApp group, which we have started um, at the very beginning of um, this working group setup. Um, we've also assigned um, each one with a number of tasks to get certain tasks done. Um, a number of us, uh, two of us were tasked with uh, getting the registration done. Some were tasked to setting up structures. Some were tasked to um, draft a, a constitution to get in um, co- uh, legal consultants, people who were willing to give their free time um, to help us draft uh, this constitution and a number of other issues. Calvin can share a, a little bit of what we've done so far. Great. Thanks, Calvin. Please go ahead. It has been quite a worthwhile and smooth ride uh, uh, amongst the, 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 the group uh, that, that was working on this. Um, we tried as much to restrict uh, the discussion of this um, um, a union in the very early days within uh, the inner circle of uh, the, um, uh, the people that were brainstorming on the need of this union. Uh, that also includes Jemima and myself and a couple of uh, co- colleagues in the media uh, uh, fraternity. But uh, one of the one of the challenges has been to try to get all of the members of this inner circle uh, together at the same time because we are talking about practicing journalists that are employed uh, at different workstations yeah. and uh, who do have uh, different timetables on a day-to-day basis. So you don't always have the group working at the same time, uh, always so the group, all the members of the group being together every time because sometimes uh, one person is covering news in the field, one person is put some responsibilities at uh, the newsrooms, but at the same time there was always uh, a few people uh, to be there to, to, to carry on the work and always uh, taking those minutes and then sharing with the inner circle. 
Uh, but also another challenge has been because we do not have some kind of what we may call a media center where journalists can uh, meet and, and talk about issues to do with uh, uh, media relations and all that. We had to then resort to seeking permission from amongst journalists as to where exactly at whose house can we meet and uh, proceed with work. So uh, some journalists have been quite ready to avail their places, their residents, but uh, not having a very central uh, uh, place for us to say that's the place where we will be meeting always. Right. It's, been, it's always been a challenge. So we had to ask around uh, whose house can we use next and whose house can we not use. Great. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, you guys have gone far enough to actually uh, put together a draft constitution. So if I may ask, um, what is the status of that right now? Um, will it be adopted at the first Congress of the MPUN? And when do you think it, that might is likely to be? Um, can I start with that? Sure. Okay, so Gwen, uh, you were talking about the constitution, right? Yes. Yes, so the Constitution is most likely going to be adopted by members at our uh, first convention, uh, which is scheduled for September uh, yeah, next month. Okay. Uh, because of uh, the wide consultations done prior to um, uh, this process, we expect it to go through and, and should members feel a need to adjust, um, there would be a platform for them to give their input okay. uh, to maintain firm checks and balances. We have already a platform where we reach at least 99% of practicing journalists. Uh -huh. and, on this, uh, and, on, and on this platform, one of our members, um, one of our working group members, uh, Ogeto Greg, who starts with uh, raising awareness and uh, pushing out, uh, I mean, putting out uh, the union out there in the public, he is um, sensitizing members by posting um, bits and pieces of the Constitution every day Great. to, um, to, uh, to, uh, to get people to discuss these issues great that sounds good i mean work in progress which is which is the and consultation which is the best way to go forward now we all know that namibia is number one in africa in terms of the uh, reporters on frontier press freedom rankings but i'll be the first to admit that that doesn't mean that everything's perfect here so perhaps to 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 pose a question to you both um and just to indicate or outline what both of you think are the three most pressing challenges for journalists in Namibia right now. Maybe Kelvin, let's start with you and then Jemima, just briefly the three top, top sort of priorities in your view. I think for me, uh, access to information uh, uh, is not always a, a smooth process, it's not always a smooth ride. Uh, you find out that uh, most importantly, when you're dealing with politicians, political parties, and all that, when you when you're really trying to get the right information, sometimes you're made with silence. And uh, the the danger is always, you know, when the silence, there's always a vacuum for, you know, uh, uh, fake news. There's a vacuum for, um, you know, uh, information that is, you know, yeah, I'd rather say disinformation, fake news, you know, in, in that direction. Mm. So uh, at the same time, also. Um, um, I, I think um, the relationship between the political elites and uh, the media in this country is a love-hate relationship. It's a right. relationship where it's conducive when one political party wants to have its press conference covered. It's, 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 it's not conducive when the reporter is not looking for information that might actually cause damage to a particular political party. Right. And also some of these unwritten rules and regulations and ethics, or should I say... Um, yeah, some some of these unwritten rules, like you cannot be uh, asking 
questions that are not related to a particular function. Uh, I think we saw this uh, happening at State House where the number reporter, Edward Mumbu, uh, even though he had asked for permission from the head of state to ask a non-related question, he had to be heckled by the president, uh, you know, the president making use of words like, this is childish, this is diversionary, although he had received that uh, a green light to proceed. So I think uh, there is a need for conducive relationship between the media and political elites. They need to understand the role of the media, uh, that we need access to information, that there is no agenda whatsoever. Right. Uh, all that's needed is for media, for uh, political institutions to be able to respond to questions when uh, that is needed. Great. Um, uh, over to you, Jemima. What do you think are, are the top three challenges, if you like, for journalists? I think for me in general, uh, um, when uh, journalist salaries in Namibia are very low, and, uh, and in general, there's a feeling that jobs are not secured. We see the, uh, a number of media houses firing and uh, hiring at will, just as they please. Some people are firing their staff with the, just uh, um, a text message in the, in the, at the dead of night. Then there's the issue of gender inequality and the grooming of uh, female, or the lack of grooming of female media leaders in the, in, in the industry. We see in Namibia, we know that media houses are dominated by males, and for some strange reason, which we don't know, which must be investigated, we see um, throngs of brilliant and competent female uh, reporters leaving the job because they, I don't know, uh, it's difficult. People don't want to say why they're leaving, but you can uh, sense that they do not want to leave. And then certainly, like Kevin said, the access of information, journalists in Namibia really still find it extremely difficult to, to, find, to, get, uh, to have access to information. And it's, it's really, you have to literally beg for information um, to be granted to you. Right. Thanks for that, Jemima. And some very good points raised by both of you there. Um, I just want to mention that obviously one thinks of a union as primarily or fighting for really the social and economic rights of journalists. But um, I'm sure all of you and your other members would equally agree that you also want to fight for the professional independence and ethical adherence on the part of, of, of journalists. Uh, would the MPUN subscribe to the Code of Ethics and Conduct for Namibian print, broadcast and online media? And I ask this because, as you know, not all media houses subscribe to the code. Um, and because we have in place a system of voluntary or a self-regulatory system, um, in terms of the Editors' Forum of Namibia, um, which provides for a media ombudsman and a public complaints mechanism, that not all media are part of this. What do you think going forward would the MPUN's position be on this? Either of you? It's fine. Kevin, you can start. Okay. That's right. I think, uh, I think it is very important that uh, the union subscribes to uh, every aspect uh, that allows and that promotes uh, media independence in the country. Uh, this uh, union should be able to work with uh, all the institutions, all the stakeholders that are behind the banner of uh, self-regulation, uh, uh, freedom of the press, and all that. So I, I don't see any problem uh, with uh, the, the union having to subscribe to the Code of Ethics, because they all talk about you know, uh, the need for uh, journalists to be professional, the need for uh, the media to to conduct its business without undue uh, interference by institutions of power, or, or and also you know for editors also not to exercise undue influence on the reporters when they are reporting uh, yeah. in the field. I think we saw this. Well, I think we saw what happened 
you know, the issue of Nampa and Edward Mumbu, where there were leaked chats where uh, the editor or the management at Nampa was talking about the reporters' questions not really being representative of the institution, institution and all that. So any, uh, uh, any, any aspect that really promotes um, media freedom that really promotes the right of uh, journalists to go on about their work without undue interference. The unions should be able to subscribe to that. Okay, excellent. Um, I also want to, you mentioned earlier, Kelvin, and I think it's a very critical point, and that is the issue of access to information. Um, because as we all know, uh, press freedom is guaranteed by our constitution, but access to information, which is critical for citizens in general, and obviously the media in particular, in order to do their work, has yet to be officially recognized by a strong and good law, which has taken years in the making. Um, would the MPUN also subscribe to campaigns such as that of Action Coalition, not only to bring about a good ATI law, but also to work towards, and perhaps more importantly, to ensuring that the right to access to information has resonance among the broader population and finds a place, can one say, in their hearts and minds. Uh, Jemima, perhaps you'd like to speak to that one. Um, yes, of course, when the MPU um, and is open to working with uh, like-minded um, uh, organizations who have a common um, um, objective and yeah. goal, um, and obviously the Action Coalition have that. So yes, we are open to working with, uh, with the, these kind of institutions. Um, but I want to go back to the issue of criticism against journalists. Um, mm. uh, yes, of course, um, journalists must be held accountable for reckless or uh, irresponsible re reporting through yeah. the structures that are in place. Yeah. But I must mention that it, it has been an unfortunate reality that for very long, media uh, professionals uh, seldom had an opportunity to find recourse when they were unjustly criticized or when, for example, they were accused of accepting bribes to pursue certain agendas. Yeah. So uh, these are the issues that the MPU will stand for, uh, basically to, to back up journalists when they uh, have their backs against the wall, which have for a very long time been the case. Exactly. Good, good point there. Maybe uh, this one to Kelvin. Um, the MPUN obviously doesn't want to work in a vacuum um, in the African and broader global context. So... I would ask you, do you guys plan on affiliating to other journalist unions on the continent, even as an act of solidarity, and of course, perhaps also with the International Federation of Journalists Abroad? I ask that also because even though, as Jemima has, has, has very well pointed out here, that journos here are subject to low salaries and also, at the moment, sort of a lot of retrenchments or arbitrary firings going on and that conditions aren't great, that we also know that things are so much worse for other journalists across the African continent in various countries. And I know our neighboring Angola is one where, where okay. I know payment is just a pittance. It's dreadful. And obviously opens up journalists to things like the, the um, what do you call it, when they get uh, money for doing stories and so on. So I think what, what do you guys think about that on, on, on sort of reaching out for other, with journalists in other parts of the country, the continent, and, and further afield? Uh, a very important question. I think uh, one, of, um, one of the fundamental aspects uh, that has been central to our uh, discussion when it comes to who do we um, affiliate with, who do we work with, uh, most importantly, organizations 
that may also want to contribute funds for the sustenance of the union right. and other uh, pro-journalism institutions right across the world, right across the region. Uh, the most fundamental aspect has been uh, how do we uh, create conducive relationships with, with such institutions right. in a in manner that we, we end up not seeing the union being captured from the very start. Exactly. We want uh, the union to work as independently as possible. We want the union to fully represent the interests of uh, the with, of journalists within the country, and also being in solidarity with journalism elsewhere out. So uh, I believe that working with institutions like the International Federation of Journalists would be an honor for us. And it's quite interesting that uh, uh, the IFJ is aware of what's happening right here in Namibia. Right. Um, the State House incident also saw the International Federation of Journalists issuing a statement uh, in solidarity with the reporters right here in, in the country. So it will be very much important that we affiliate with such institutions that uphold uh, the, the the integrity of of of, uh, of, of, of journalism and, and its sustenance, but at the same time, uh, it's not only the International Federation of Journalists that we'll be looking at working with, but also other uh, stakeholders which may not really have an agenda to promote. After, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, a well-established agenda to promote journalism, but might just be, uh, you know, interested to uphold media freedom elsewhere in the world. They might want to do that by uh, maybe. Uh, uh, providing funds uh, for sustenance and all that. Right. How then do we establish those kind of relationships in a manner that the same institutions, as much as they are providing those funds, are not capturing the union? That's one uh, integral aspect of our discussion right now. Oh, that's great. And Kelvin, perhaps also just uh, maybe I can actually ask Jemima this, just piggybacking on that same question. Um, as we know at the moment, for example, in Namibia, uh, the NBC uh, journalists and staff which will probably make up the biggest um, chunk, if you like, of the media fraternity here, are currently members of NAPU, um, as far as I know. Um, what do you, Jemima, think, how, what is the relationship going to be with other unions like NAPU? And do you envisage, for example, uh, the NBC staff moving over to MPUN, all remaining members of both? What, is there tension there? What do you think will happen in that scenario? Um, Gwen, um, I'm not sure if there's any tension with the with the staff and the union. I know that for years they have been unhappy with the way um, um, uh, the union negotiated for them. Um, and um, it is interesting to mention that the idea for union um, essentially came from NBC staff members. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so um, I do definitely get the feeling that yes, they would certainly move over, and we have a. a a great deal of um, support from NBC staff members. So the feeling is that they certainly would want to join the MPUN. Okay, that's very um, interesting. And, and, and maybe just to add on that, uh, uh, the, the, the situation that we have right now of reporters subscribing with uh, a union like NAPU, for instance, is uh, telling uh, you know to the reality mm -hmm. that we didn't have a union that fully represents reporters right here right. in the country. Uh, now that we have one, uh, uh, this is a union uh, that is created by people who are uh, fully uh, within the media landscape, who are practitioners when right. as far as media is concerned and who totally understand and share some of the burden and, and, and grievances that our reporters have. So I don't see any problem really uh, between us and NAPU. We have always been covering uh, the press conferences of NAPU. We've always been covering uh, almost every aspect that they wanted to be in the media. Right. We didn't see any animosity at all between the union and us. But now that we are saying that we now want to represent ourselves as reporters, we feel that we want to represent every other reporter out uh, in the country, I don't see any animosity 
animosity there. Oh, great. Well, that's good to know. But I just thought it's, it's a relevant question. But to move on to something which I think a lot of our listeners would be asking about, um, especially those who work in media, the name of your union speaks to it being a voice of unity for media professionals. So I just want to ask you the question, is this just about journalists or does or will it include others working in the media who are not necessarily in the forefront like journalists are, uh, people like production assistants, technicians, so on. How do you define the term media professionals? And what about media professionals working in other sectors, such as in NGOs, in corporate institutions, even government, government ministries, and critical, of course, freelance journalists? What is your thinking around all these things, Jemima? Um, yes, we've had that discussion. Um, freelancers are definitely are part of uh, um, would make a part of this union. Okay. Um, and then certainly people who feel that they are that they work towards producing a news uh, product. Those uh, those are the people. Yes, um, those would be the producers, the researchers behind the the, the scene. But um, it is important that people like public relations officers, communications officers. Um, who produce, um, say, newsletters, they will not be part of, uh, they will unfortunately not be catered for here. Because okay. um, um, journalists and um, newsmakers, uh, we have a specific, uh, we have specific needs that this union must address. Okay. And we do not want it to be, um, to be, to, to, we do not want to mess up with it. Okay. I think that's a very good point you raise because, I mean, me personally, I've always felt there's a very uh, strong divide, if you like, between journalism and the active public relations, or PR as it's known. And recently there seems, especially in studies at, at our local tertiary institutions, a blurring of those lines, which worries me, um, because I think it does impinge in the end on the actual professionalism of the journalist. Um, craft, if you like. So it's 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 good to hear that you're making that distinction. Um, then maybe, uh, Kelvin, perhaps I can ask you this. I, uh, we talked about it earlier, the Editors Forum of Namibia and adherence to the Code of Ethics. Um, but I just wanted to perhaps go a little bit further in that to say that I think while there will be synergies between yourselves as the union and the Editors Forum, who are basically the bosses, um, that at the on the other side, there will also be probably a lot of tensions, especially when it comes to issues like remuneration and fair pay, general working conditions for media workers. Um, and, and, and there might be a lot of tension between that union and the editors, which is like media's relationship with government, not a bad thing. Any thoughts from you on that front, Kelvin? Are you talking about the relationship between uh, journalists and uh, the, the editors? Editors Forum, yes, as I say. Editors I, Forum, yeah. for in, as an institution. Right. I, I believe that, uh, in my own personal experience, is that uh, I haven't really uh, felt a direct physical impact uh, of the work of the Editors Forum, most importantly when it comes to uh, standing up for the voice of reporters. Right. In instances where they're complaining about low pay, in instances where they're complaining about uh, bad relations. I think we do have a very bold example of one report again from NAMPA. Uh, his name is uh, Vitalio Angula, who had to, according to him, uh, unfairly uh, dismissed or, or, or fired from work as a result of simply 
you know, being on the program where you were talking about fish rot and uh, the uh, direct impact of uh, that scandal on the economy uh, right. on, the, on the platform provided by One Africa. I didn't really see a very strong voice coming from the editor's forum to, to stand up for him. He was more of a lone voice. And it was us reporters individually that had to reach out to him so that his voice and his cause could be amplified. So um, whereas the Editors Forum has really been doing some very good work in the cause of journalism, but to say the direct impact the forum has had on individual reporters, we haven't really been feeling it. We, we understood the Editors Forum to be what it is. It is a forum of editors, not a forum of reporters. This union is a forum of reporters and journalists and producers of media right. content. Right. This uh, uh, union directly speaks and directly connects to the day-to-day -day lived experience of every reporter. And that's why we said we are talking about journalists, we are talking about media practitioners, we are not talking about people that work in media institutions as a public, uh, as, 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 as PRs, for instance, as personal assistants, for instance, because these people, they do not share, they do not bear the, the burden of the reporter on a day-to-day -day basis that behind the byline, behind that product of a new species being um, uh, interacted with by the public out there, uh, is a reporter that had to go through insults in order to get that information, that had to go through, you know, crushing deadlines in order to produce that content. So we are talking about that experience. It's yeah. that experience that we are saying is bringing us together as reporters and not as editors. We hope to see editors coming out to reach out to us to say we want to work with you. Right. We do not foresee a situation where they are saying because you have uh, uh, desired to stand on your own and you're drawing lines in the sense we see animosity between us and you. No, we are all talking about working towards improving the condition of the journalists on the ground. So we hope to see an imbricated relationship between the Editors Forum and uh, the uh, MPUN. Great, because I think uh, on the back of that also, Kelvin and Jemima, I noticed when, when you had written, I presume it's really the formation a group of this union had written a letter as concerned journalists about the treatment of the number journalists at State House, that some of the signatories included one or two editors. So I think it's also not out of the question that you will get a lot of support from editors because, of course, they were once journalists as well and, and, and kind of know what it, it, it feels like in the trenches. So as I say, I, th I think it's good in as a whole for journalism in general for there to be both uh, attention and synergies um, and I think it'll move uh, our, our press corps forward uh, at the end of the day. Getting to the end of things now, um, what does your timeline look like? I think, Jemami, you spoke to it briefly. You said in September you're going to have some sort of indaba. Um, yes. But what do you, how do you, what, how do things go forward from there, if I may ask? When can journalists um, see things are really moving and you're going to start to take up issues that affect them in the in the exercise of their craft. Well, um, the, the the union has already made made its mark in speaking out and organizing right. journalists to speak out against abuses of journalists interfering of state house and management of newsrooms and state house media houses, like um, Kevin has pointed out. Yes. So yes, we will we will have the convention in September. We will have a um, capacity building in Dava as well with the IFJ, who's also reached out to us to help us. Uh, set up um, and, and uh, capacitate some of the interim leaders. We will uh, we will be electing a leadership at this convention, an interim leaders uh, leadership for perhaps six months or, or three months until um, things have uh, um, no, uh, normalized a bit. Because we cannot have um, a big in Dubai yet because of the COVID nineteen right. um, regulations. 
And uh, once things have normalized, we will certainly um, have uh, start with, uh, we will have an interim uh, structure that will be um, uh, the SG, Deputy SG, a treasurer, and then um, uh, perhaps an extension of uh, the working group um, that will um, play the role of advisors going forward. Excellent. It, sound, and, it sounds as though you guys are really, really motivated, which is really great. No, we, we, certainly, uh, we certainly are very motivated. I want to go back, speaking about motivation, I want to go back to the issue of the EFN. Um, the EFN is on record saying that they are not fighting for the rights of journalists, and, and, there's, and there's a sense that the, uh, that the EFN uh, uh, certainly does not stand for the rights, rights of journalists. And it is, in fact, that kind of e uh, attitude from the EFN and, and editors in general that have uh, prompted journalists in Namibia to stand up for their own rights. Because uh, people have, have realized, like you've said earlier, uh, there, was a, there was a feeling that these editors were journalists once, so they would understand what journalists are going through. But we have realized that once people become, uh, when people ascend to become editors, they completely forgot or deliberately forget um, uh, what uh, journalists are going through, what their day-to-day -day struggles are. And um, so journalists realize that um, if they want um, uh, to improve their lives, they will have to do it themselves. Right. No, I think that's an, a very good point also, Jemima. And, and, and I mean, speaking as a former journalist and a former editor myself, I can honestly say that I think this union has been a long time coming. Uh, it really that's is good. a good thing that it's, that it's getting off the ground now. And equally, as much as it's important for there to be a kind of association of editors, if you like, especially to push the issue of self-regulation, which I think is critical for our media, Equally so, it's very important to have a union. So from my part, congrats to all of you. But I wonder if I can end with a very last question. Um, and I'd like both of you just to comment briefly, if you would. And that is that journalism's front and center role in democracy is also critical um, and presumably a matter close to the hearts of all of you. Any thoughts about what your union can do to strengthen and solidify freedom of the press in Namibia and the commitment to, to democracy overall. Any last thoughts on that? Okay, so uh, we will continue to urge our members to speak truth to power and to, sh and to, and to push the boundaries hampering information flow. Right. Uh, and we are, we are also going to push for the implementation of access to information as a way to make public servants accountable to right. the public. Right, yes, please, Kelvin, go ahead. Yes, we are talking about regulation around access to information. We will be that voice that will be pushing uh, so vigorously for that uh, regulation to come into effect and uh, also to bridge, uh, you know, uh, the gap that is there between the practicing reporter in the field and uh, the upcoming reporter that's at uh, uh, institutions like UNAM and NAST. We will try as much, and that will be very much central to us to make sure that these students that are studying media relations, media uh, studies at institutions like UNAM, like NAS, they understand what exactly is happening uh, on the ground. And also to emphasize so boldly that uh, the media is a very sacrosanct arm of the state. It is the 40 set that uh, reality needs to be hammered hard uh, into the consciousness of this country, which is so much celebrated right around the world as a beacon of media freedom. So we will very much be hammering on issues to do with self-regulation that is one aspect that uh, we will not be relenting. That's one aspect that we won't be uh, uh, giving up to make yes. sure that future generations are able uh, to have a better footing as much as you, when Lister managed to create that foundation for a robust media institution
distribution of media landscape in this country, we are carrying on that particular uh, uh, mission to make sure that uh, the, 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 the climate is always conducive for those that will come and take over the rent even when we are gone. Exactly. That's a wonderful way to end that, um, Jemima and Kelvin both. And also just to say critically for us all, uh, you know, if you look at, at perceptions barometers like Afrobarometer and the sentiments of African people in countries across the continent towards the media, um, that there are rising levels of distrust. And I'm sure this bothers you as much as it bothers me. So critically at the heart of whatever we do um, in all our endeavours, including the union, is that it's so important that we get journalism to win back the hearts and minds of the people, if you like. If that has been lost, it has been lost somewhat. Um, and to do that also requires vigorous and excellence in journalism. And I'm glad that you and your members are certainly going to aim to do that in speaking truth to power, because that's one way to, to succeed in the aim of getting people to believe in us once again. So I'd like to thank Jemima, you and Kelvin both very much. And may I wish you all the best of luck in the way going forward. And if we at the NMT can offer any help, any advice, any training, any assistance, please don't hesitate to knock on our door. Thank you so much. Yes, of course. Thank you very much. We appreciate that offer. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Jen. We do appreciate it. All the best.